The prosperity of a believer is different from an unbeliever being wealthy and rich. Yours has eternal implication, eternal consequences. In a true love, you see passion. In a true love, you see commitment. You can be passionate about someone that you are not committed. It's about friendship. You know when we talk about spiritual family, your filio now makes sense because you have agape. Filio will still be there. But now you have agape, which is unconditional love, where you have to sacrifice and lay down your life. You sacrifice When you love God, he shows you you love God, he called you and enlisted you as one of his own. You lay down your life. If you are not dead, you can't be a living sacrifice. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 22. Wives submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. See, this submission eh, is not what you can do to a pastor. I hope you are getting what I'm saying. This submission is different from the initial submission that is submit yourself one to another. He first said that. The submission of, do you understand? So that means a man's wife cannot go and submit. Part of the submission is that you must give your body to your husband. You, you know, you can't, a man's wife cannot give her body to her pastor. You know that that's not correct because we have to ask this generation. You know that that's a sin. Praise God. We have to, you know, we have to be asking basic questions, this generation. Why submit to your own husbands? Because he said your own husband, not other people's husband. Your own husband. It's amazing how other people's husbands like to control other people's wives. You have no business with other people's wives. Submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. How will you submit to your husband? How are they supposed to submit to their husbands? I'm asking you now. It has to be, it has to be interactive. Praise the Lord. Look at your neighbor. Say, praise the Lord. Let me ask your neighbor, are you here? Are we ready for... Serious matter this morning. Are we ready? Uh How are they supposed to submit? Submit to your husband as to the Lord. There is a problem with that. It means that once you nag, you are a sinner. You you don't you know the problem is when if you are said submit to your own husband, it will have been fantastic. You can determine the extent to which you submit. It's all this nonsense, stupid, foolish arguments that people do online. And you see believers, where I don't blame them because they don't have understanding. Scripture knows that in the nearest future or later, later in life, some people will gather themselves on X and start tweeting nonsense. That's why he says, this is the extent to which you submit to your husband. He said, exactly the way you submit to God. That I am strong-willed. I am choleric. I don't just take nonsense. Can you see? Eh? I'm asking you, ladies, can you, if I say, can you, can you say yes, you can see. Can you see? Yes, ladies, read this verse. Submit. Let me tell you two interpretations of submission. I've given you one in this church ever since, but I want to give you one more. One of the true interpretations of the scripture is that there will never be a time where you say no to your husband. 
interpretation of submission. There will never be a time to say no to your husband. If it's asked to the Lord. Are you listening to me? We, we the Lord, right? Is the Lord, right? Ah, you can't talk now. Ah, well, I started now. You can't talk again now. Is, is, who is the Lord here? I'm asking, talk. Men, help them talk. Who is the Lord here? Jesus. Is Jesus always right? Yes. All the time. When he says, submit to your husband, this is the problem in homes. If your husband tells you, you, you won't go anywhere. Sit down. What it, ha- what it means is that you sit down. Let me tell you, I am not a woke pastor. So I know how to address all wokeism, all wokeness, all woke, woke. Are you getting what I'm Wokeist. Submit to your, this, I can teach this for two hours. Submit to your husband. Ask to the Lord. Submit to your husband. Ask to the Lord. If you will not say no to the Lord, you will not say no to your husband. I know you are tired. But if your husband starts, you will not say no. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Are you getting what I'm saying? As a matter of fact, the picture is painting to your heart as a woman is that your husband is a junior lord is a representative of Christ. That's why you are careful who you marry as a young lady. If it's not competent, I, I hope what I'm teaching will not even cause issues because some people, because men who are as, who are as lords are not that many. And that's why I'm interested in having men's meeting than women's meeting. Women's meeting are so common all over the place. Maybe because women respond to gospel more. But I don't care if I have men's meeting and there are 10 or 20. There are certain home truths we tell ourselves. You raise a child, a male child, growing up as a Lord who has always been taking responsibility in the home at the age 8, at the age 12. He takes responsibility. He doesn't see a female gender as, as an opposition. Do you understand? There is an understanding he has growing up. Because you will, when you get to the Lord now, the husbands here are the Lord. When we get there, you will realize that I prefer to submit and to love. Except you say you don't believe the scripture. Submit to your own husband has to the Lord. So if there's an argument, normally your husband will listen to your reasoning, but the final authority in that home is husband. Can I hear amen? Amen. I know you are smart as a woman. I know over the years I've trained highly productive, smart, intelligent, strong-willed, choleric, all kinds of women that I know that if you don't say this kind of thing, if I don't teach this kind of thing, you will not understand 
that the key to your progress as a married woman is this word war submission. Submission. So this submission is obey your husband as you obey the Lord. How that is clear. Obey your husband as you obey the Lord. That doesn't mean you won't have a say. That doesn't mean you won't have. Even God said, bring up your reasons. Do you understand? How will I go and destroy Sodom and Gomorrah? And I won't tell my friend Abraham. Knowing that he will teach his children's children. God is theocentric. He runs theocracy. He doesn't run democracy. God had to rebook me at some point. Because at some point, our theocracy arrangement is almost turning to democracy. And there are people that want to take it for granted. That we are trying to be accountable does not mean that there are things that God, God cannot come to you and say he wants to be accountable to you. That's the structure of God. If he says, if I say God says, that is it's final. There's nothing, do you get what I'm saying? You don't debate what God says. So it means that your husband, the person you are marrying, that is, I love you, he's cute, you know, nice guy, wonderful guy, kind, caring, caring. It's amazing that the only part that women see in a man they want to marry is the caring. They don't see any other parts. You must see the lordship. You must see the lordship that is somebody that is capable of being submitted to. I hope that is clear. Uh-huh. So this submission, before it gets to purpose, you know I've told you about the purpose submission before. That is it's two words, submission. So the man must be on a mission, and your own purpose and mission must be a sub of his own mission. Are you getting what I'm saying? So if you are thinking of Africa, you must be thinking of about five continents together, or three continents, Africa and Middle East. I hope that is clear. There is no way your vision can be bigger than that of your husband. There is no way. That's not scriptural. There's no way. And a man, if you meet a woman who is crazily visionary, and God is leading you to that kind of woman, that means, and you don't have as much as vision as this woman is talking, then that means there's more to you that you have not discovered. You have to discover that. Because if you are not saying it, the lady will be thinking is entering into a bondage. As a single person, you don't value yourself. You are the only hindrance to yourself, not even devil. If you are married, you are not just the only hindrance to yourself. Your husband can stand on the door like this and block you completely. Your wife can stand like this and block you completely. That's why first Adam was the Lord that had the authority. When he partook of that particular fruit, Bible says, the whole authority was lost. The whole authority was lost. Do you remember? But you see, if the first Adam was like Jesus, who refused to partake of the authority? Now listen to me. The Bible says the prince of this world came and found nothing in Christ. Do you remember? Because he had to be blameless. He had to be stainless. He had to be spotless. He was a type, you know, the, the bull, the goat in the, in the Old Testament being used. As a scapegoat, you remember, they would take to the wilderness and everybody you would carry their sin. Jesus was that type. So he had to be spotless. He had to be, you know, blameless. He had to sinless, pure, 
to be able to sacrifice himself for us. Now, I want you to watch this. So, if when Eve had taken a bite and was deceived, because scripture says it was Eve that was deceived, and Adam got on that particular spot, and Adam said, no, this is what God has said we should not take, Eve will have been redeemable. Adam had the power to redeem Eve. In that context, we are the if. Jesus came now as the what? Adam. They gave Jesus all kinds of things to bite. He refused to bite. That's why the devil took him to the pinnacle. You remember all those temptations? He refused to bite it. And that's what the if we are biting now. You want all the words. So greedy. And he's attaching it to being a kingdom financier only. You need to scan your motive with scriptures. With scriptures. You see believers who are under prayer because of, because of what their mates are displaying. So submission is a man's vision is broader and bigger than his wife. So the wife can see and is, you know, is always in the same direction. You get what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So the woman will support the man, and the man also will unleash the potentials in the woman. Is that clear? Submit. That's number one. Then number two is obey. Honor and respect. Submission. Honor and respect. No man must be honored than your husband, not even your pastor. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I will give you a scripture that eliminates pastor from the equation. Bible says the head of a woman is who? The head of a woman is who? Help me get that scripture so that the woke can be more woke. We'll come back to this one. Our generation will have been the generation of the pioneer of the of the immigration uh, exodus. Uh, this, this, this. Clear instruction: If you obey the Lord, you obey your husband. I want you to know that the head of every man is Christ. The head of woman is man, and the head of uh, Christ is where is Pastor there? Where is Pastor there? One day, somebody who was attending to my welfare back then on campus, she was in a relationship and served one day. I know me, rugged, single. If all my swallow and the soup and everything is in one place, I shall thank God I'm, I'm getting one food to eat. Let me just eat and get out. So, but I saw the way she served. Meat somewhere, the soup somewhere, the swallow somewhere. I felt honored. Fantastic for your pastor. And I called her. I said, come. If you don't do this for your husband when you are married, then I don't deserve that you do this for me. I'm a sincere person. I walk by scriptures. Is that clear? What qualifies you to do this for me is that you've been doing it for your husband. 
I know work generation will have issues with that. Must she be the only one that is serving? Can't the men serve too one day? Can't they just serve? You know, why? What's their hands? What do they have hands for? Look, look. If you see, let me tell you. Even if you are so busy and you can't cook for your husband, you must serve your husband. Service, serving your husband. See, sex and feeding your husband. They are both, you are, you are, you are, you are, you are, you are satisfying appetites. Do you get what I'm saying? You are satisfying what? Appetite. If you have sex and you allow somebody else to feed your husband, the person will soon gravitate into having sex. Yes. You already have driver. Listen to me. You already have driver. Listen. Some of you that like, uh, with a... Uh, yes, sir. Yes. And uh, you, you are there. They don't do yes, sir. You, you, you never look at you and say, Kule, what's, what's, what's wrong with you? That's the Lord you are addressing. Listen, listen. But the waiter will come and say, ah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He feels more honored by waiter. But pastor, what are you saying? Because even our men, they don't want yes, sir. I know they don't want yes, sir, but they say there are other ways you can communicate it. There are other ways. You can wake up, or you not when they do wonderful things. You can wake up one day and need that and just appreciate the fact that you are married to him. Because that's what you do to the Lord. <laughs> Bible says, in all things, in all things. No, I, you know, in this context, you are not talking again now. In all things. You are, dis- you are discussing the matter. It calls for it. Calls for it. Every married person we have to make adjustments based on this. Some people have been doing it. It's not impossible with every married person. Go and take your food in the kitchen. It's there. All kinds of attitude. Please, singles, you are listening to me. Marriage is not something you just say, I love him. I, look, all those things, infatuation you. If understanding is there, the real love will be there. So honor, respect, obedience, something that comes from your heart. You must truly, you see, when I say honor, it's not even what you do alone when it's present. It's the state of your heart. Are you getting what I'm saying? A state of your heart. If that is there, no man can dare talk down your husband around you. It's, they know you are, they, they separate you. And I'm not talking about wearing the same clothes and, you know, holding hands and jumping on. You can dishonor somebody and you wear the same clothes. Are you getting what I'm saying? Disrespect, you can slap somebody behind the scene and come in the front of the scene. Or, are, are you getting what I'm saying? Or on the scene and disrespect the person. You disrespect the person behind the scene and on the scene, you dishonor the person. If you check the marriages of your parents, this is the problem. It's not because men have ego that you have to appease. Men have ego that you have to, 
you know, um, how do I put it? Men have ego that you have to, you bring up sacrifice. You know sacrifice. You know, they said, now they say you are Lord. Married people. Married people say, hey, so you are Lord like this. I don't know. Ah, I am married Lord. I am married Lord. Ah! You, that you like sex like anything. I, you, you are Lord. I doubt what Pastor is saying. You like sex. Why? So when you say God, when you say your husband likes sex like anything, it's actually one of the attributes of the Lord. Bible says he happy the praises of his people. Intimacy. 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 And let me tell you something. If somebody is highly spiritual and he does not have sex, I don't think that that, and the person is married and he does not like sex, something is, something is wrong. Is that that the person is not spiritual? Do you understand? Uh-huh. Because the, the depth and the height that you go in God, we always need emotional cushioning. It looks like this is too much for you this morning. I will send you to the back. <laughs> Are you okay? I know you are a Cinderella baby girl, looking good, woke. I don't want to say coconut head. Coconut head cannot work in this case. So I've given you two definitions of submission. I hope that is clear. It has to do with your purpose on the earth, and that of a woman is a subset of the man. And then the number two has to do with obedience, respect, and honor. Respect and honor. Shock yours. Let him laugh one day. Knee down and say, ah, my Lord. He sounds like, Lolo, my Lord. Do you know, wait, wait. I don't know how you people live in your homes, whether you laugh, whether you play, whether you, do you understand? You roll, you disturb yourself, you drag each other's leg, you, you, there have to be things like that. That friendliness must be there because that's why God called Abraham his friend. This is a blunt truth. If your wife is not here or your fiancé is not here, they must hear this message. Praise the Lord. So next, but I want you to know, no, 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 go to the, so submit us to the Lord, yes? For the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church, and is the savior of the body. Who is the savior of the body? So he's saying your Lord, your husband, is also your savior. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's go. There's no pastor here. You are quick to honor your boss. You are quick to honor your pastor. Let's stop the hypocrisy. I hope that is clear. Uh, I hate it when somebody is pushing out what does not really exist in their own. I hate hypocrisy with all my spirit. I'm te- what I'm telling you here eh, is on record. 
I don't have to say it myself. Anybody that, that related with me will know that I don't. If I prefer to appear less outside and appear more inside, more or less like how people like to try to prove a point to people that they are rich, they are wealthy. See my car, see my this, see my that. Whereas you see, the people who really have the thing, they appear less outside. Yes, let's move to the next one. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands. In how many things? All the ladies in the house, lift up your right hand. See, I agree. It's not everybody that is listening. Lift up your hands. You don't want to agree with the Bible. Lift up your hands in that center. Lift it very well. You are trying to reread it. Read it. Lift it very well. I will tell Moses. Say, I agree. I agree. Put down your hand. You will pity the men now when I get there. It's too late for men to be women now. Yes, let's go. Husbands. Everybody say husbands. Husbands. Love your wives. Just as Christ also loved the church. I gave himself. There's this question on the internet. Submission, submission, submission. When you're doing that thing, when you got shit, man, men should love first. That argument is correct. For we did submit to Christ first. It's love that actually lead to submission. Even Christ is still loving. Men are not submitting. Loving upon loving. You know Christ is never tired of loving. Anytime you disobey and you sin, you are not submitting. And I know some of you have come this morning to ask for one forgiveness or the other. You are not submitting. You are not submitting. Half obedience is disobedience. I hope that is clear. Some of us are disrespectful in the way we relate with Christ. It's honoring. Living a sinful life. Let's change our ways. Let me talk to your neighbor. Say, change your ways. Be submissive to Christ. Yeah. So you see, love your wife just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. So what does this mean? You give yourself. This one that women are trying to test, whether you can go extra mile. It's not an extra mile. You will, you, will, you will finish the mile. Do you get what I'm saying? You will exhaust the mile. Not uh, whether the mile, extra mile, whatever mile, you will exhaust it. For Christ left all and came for us. The Bible says, for this cause shall a man leave his father and mother. He never said for this cause shall a woman leave his father and mother. He's a man that must give. You must give. In fact, there are things that come to my mind. It's only the married people I can, I can share with. You must make your wife beautiful. Everything is in your hand. Why are you looking like this? No. It's your responsibility as a man. 
Don't forget, most of the ladies married are slim. And then when the man starts sowing seed, they begin to hard wave. And the man who is sowing seed is complaining about the way. And when Babu says, give all, give yourself, the seed you sow is part of it. Maintaining her is part of it. See, let me, let me, and where that Bible in Bible days, economy was better now. No, everybody maintain it, everybody maintain themselves. No, no, a thousand times no. If your wife earns more than you, what maintains your wife comes from you. But don't forget, as wife, you must give offering to your Lord. Husbands, husbands, get ready to collect tithes, partnership, offering, prophetic offering. Bible is always balanced. Because a woman who collects a woman who collects one million naira monthly. You don't want to collect offering. I see you today. It's been long I saw you. You have given yourself to your wife. <laughs> but it's good you are in church that you are hearing this. I want Men in this church, they have been very responsible. Then I want them to be more responsible. I hardly hear cases. But you see, with growth, there will be cases. Uh-huh. So I know what I'm saying. In fact, maybe some of you don't know. I fear more for ladies because of my, my style of leadership. If, if a lady submits, even if we are phlegmatic before, you will almost turn to a choleric, do you understand? A sanguine kind of person. A go-getter, self-driven, independent, do you understand? And there's nothing wrong with that as being a single. In fact, future men of, uh, that are going to bring, build things in the future, we always appreciate things like that. But you see, in that same package, there must be submission. That is the balance. Are you getting what I'm saying? That is the what? Uh-huh. So when you listen to women like Ibukma Ushika, you know the backbone is home. When you listen to Dora Akuyili of blessed memory, sometimes I heard that when she's hot, is the man that will be funny and calm down. Calm down. That's why you never really knew the husband. Uh-huh. I don't think your own life and purpose is threatened when your wife is known. It's you that is. If, who is God pushing now? Is it not us that is pushing? Are we not the ones working the miracles to glorify him? And so why should a man feel threatened that his wife is doing exploits? You are, you are a minister. You are a brother. And your wife, a God's master, PhD, become a professor. Professor, Mrs. in the name of who? In your name, of course. When your wife says second degree in the bag, who is carrying the bag? It's your bag now. So why feel sometimes I, this Africanism, we must get it out of our mind. 
A man shouldn't feel cheated that his wife is making progress. So the tithe, the offering I said, ladies, you, you, you pay, is that there are so many things you will see that are good that your husband didn't budget for, you will take care of it. Sometimes you would see the budget and say, ah, so I'm going to do this. Let me, let me drop the 40%. Let me drop 50% for it. Are you getting what I'm saying? You must not allow your man to carry the whole load alone. What that means is that you are not a good neck. Because when the Bible says the husband is the head, that means you are the neck, you are the body. You are not contributing anything to the head. And head will soon roll away. If there's nothing, and you get what I'm saying. Ed can jack back. Husband, love your wife just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. This is not enough. Go to the next verse. That he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. So God is already telling you you do not marry a perfect woman. You are the one that will grow her, cultivate her. Do you understand? Make her up consumer, you will see an attitude, you say, no. No, this is not. Your father could have tolerated this. Now he has handed over to me. I'm taking it out. That's what cultivation, are you getting what I'm saying? You, because sometimes, eh, what people carry is in line with, there are certain things that are necessary to be cultivated, to be planted for the fulfillment of your purpose. Are you getting what I'm saying? So you have to plant it there. Dogged faith. There are men that will just want faith in their wives. But you, you know you need a kind of dogged faith. You plant it there. So that's why it says, it says here, sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of the water by the what? By the word. So he gave you the tool to use. Say after me, I declare, I declare. You are telling your wife, no, not you now. I declare, I'm awesome, I'm loving I forgive easily. In case you marry somebody who is already in pain, who is already hurt, are you getting what I'm saying? So you have to work to get that out of her. Especially, I found out that it's not impossible that your wife is giving to some, they have some attitude or character. Like maybe in their homes, they talk against people, they talk behind people, they... You give that person a better perspective. You try to, you know, you know, there's something they call brainwash. You know the word brainwash? You know they laugh, people, people tackle believers and say, they brainwash you in that church. What does the Bible do that to brainwash you? Because we came with polluted and corrupt brain. And then Bible will now wash it and put the word of God there. You won't lose your mind because you, that you are giving your heart to Christ, your mind gets renovated. That's what they are calling brainwash. Do not be conformed to this world, but be renewed, be renovated in your heart. Is that not what the Bible says? Eh, hey, it's biblical. So that's what a man takes responsibility and do to the wife. Because what is applicable in their home might not be applicable in the new home. So for a man to be qualified to do that, he will have also cleansed himself, presented himself as a priest unto the Lord in order to be a worthy husband that can redeem a woman. Cleanse her with the washing of the water by the word. Yes? Yes? See, what this means is that she will still make mistakes. You forgive, you cleanse her. That he might present her to himself 
a glorious church. You see that? So we shouldn't bother about what is going on in the body of Christ. By the time Christ is coming, he's working in his body now, cleansing the body. He will present a glorious church to himself. So there is no church or body of Christ should be an headache to any pastor. I sleep like baby. Manifest. Your matter is Christ's matter. Do all kinds. Your ma- it doesn't trouble me anywhere. The ones I can want, I want. The ones I can correct, I correct. The ones I can... Mm. Christ. <laughs> See your children. <laughs> that is the truth. You are members of Christ, not my members. He will present you a glorious church. Not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without... Uh, is that clear? Read on. So husband ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. Yes? For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes. Let, let, you can go and read the rest. <laughs> so cancel for the singles who have a marriageable maturity age. So you can, I have a scripture for you, Hebrew chapter 12, verse 1. deliberately avoid being under unnecessary pressure. Are you getting what I'm saying? One day, and I want to say this clearly, um, if you're a leader in this church or you're a minister, let's endeavor to leave people alone and not bother them about certain things. A lady made mention of something one day and said, he said, Pastor, what of if when people face prayer at home, their parents asking, who are you getting married to? And then, and church too is like that. I said, ah, does that mean we give you prayer? He said, hey, Pastor, you know, somehow. I said, ah, the prayer is removed. Yes. How are you doing? Come now. So, what's up? Everybody should. Are you getting what I'm saying? Let's free people, let's not ask unnecessary questions. I found out, I found out, though it happens in the body of Christ that you see people looking for sons. It's sons that look for fathers. It's mentees that look for mentors. I hope that is clear. Uh, the minister of God came from their church to come and see me here, booked as a lawyer, and then came, and then I was attending to a particular matter, and then he waited for more than an hour. I've even forgotten that he has waited that long. So by the time I, she, he was sending me a message, he was trying to get my attention. So by the time I would see him, it was already late. They are calling him for something emergency. So he left. So he said maybe he will come another time, but he couldn't make it because, you know, he was in court in the Koyi and all that. So he said, Pastor, maybe we'll reschedule. I said, okay. It's not my responsibility to go after her. That is not now being kind. Are you getting what I'm saying? To go after him. That is not being kind. That is very stupid of anybody who is a mentor or a father. It shows you are not busy. You pursue up and the people following pursue you. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's the way it's done. That's the way it's done. And anybody can get angry at anything. Just by the time they are come, they will understand. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. Now, the cloud of witnesses here is in twofold, in the spirit and in the physical. Do you have people who believe God for their marriages that are married? 
if you are of a marriageable age, do you have those kind of people in your life who believe God for their marriages and they are married? If you have, they are cloud of witnesses. Are you getting what I'm saying? They are cloud of witnesses. They are not people to be discussed. They are not people to be gossiped about. They are not because once you start thinking, what's wrong with this one's marriage? Can you see this one? Can you see this one? You will not be able to join them. Cloud of witnesses are powerful. There are people who have lived a life of faith, who have scaled through, who have achieved what you are trying to what? Achieve. You must honor them. He said, if you can have that as a marriageable single person, you know, you never believe that this scripture can be applied to marriage. Uh, uh, that's why there, is a, there are scriptures that I can use for healing that you will never see that way. It's only, it can only come by revelation. And he said, let us lay aside every weight. So one of the things that might be hindering you is weight. Probably you have too many friends who are not helping you. And sin, which so easily ensnares us. Maybe you are saying wrong things. Or you are living a kind of life. Say, lay it aside. And let us run the, with endurance the race that is set before us. So what is the race that is set before you? Because it might look like you have used the pursuit of marital bliss or the pursuit of marriage. Are you getting what I'm saying? Or future partner. And you have replaced that. You have replaced the race that is set before you, which is the essential service, stewardship, purpose that you should be carrying out. Your business, your personal work, your profession. You set it aside or you have replaced it with the pursuit of marital partner. So God is saying, look at the cloud of witnesses. Thank God for them. Honor them. All right? And then lay aside, work on yourself. Whatever is entering you, then run the race that is placed before you. If you are on the field, you are a future partner. Look at Ruth that followed. Huh? No, she didn't follow Boaz. She followed Naomi. She was very hardworking, very diligent. A whole book was dedicated to her in the scripture. And she walked on the field of a rich and wealthy man. And she had a mentor. That her mother-in-law eventually became like a mentor. And she put her through on how she can go about certain things. She was very hardworking. The man was impressed when he came on the field. He wasn't makeup. He wasn't weak. He was, there's something about humanhood. Listen to me. If a woman is not productive, nobody considers that woman for marriage. Except some stupid, foolish men who wants to take advantage of women who are loosed. I hope that is clear. And you know ladies like to marry somebody who is comfortable, that can take care of them. And that notion is not wrong. The only problem is if you are not productive yourself. That's normally you are even feeling that a man should take care of you, shows that you are a lady. Your gender is saying that. If you stop feeling that a man should take care of you, then you are too independent. For you must feel like that. You should be taken care of. It's more or less like we as church now saying that, you know, Jesus doesn't need to take care of us. He doesn't need to take care of us. We can take care of ourselves. We can take care of ourselves. 
So you run the race. Look at every lady around you, say run the race. If you are running the race that is set ahead of you, you cannot marry a crawling man. Are you getting what I'm saying? There are crawling men. Praise God. There are crawling if you don't understand that, may the Holy Spirit interpret to you. There are crawling men that can imprison beautiful, intelligent women. I've told you an analogy before. I was coming from, I, 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 in the days of my job, all right? I used to have a jeep. It was named Jab. So, Jalopita. So, I had girls there in the vehicle, and it was visas. So we had another bus, all these Mazda, um, what was the common name for those buses? You know those Rogedi, Riketi buses. So I said, women should enter my car, my job, because it's preferable to the bus, the visas. And then, you know, both of them are not preferable in this ministry now. So, so and then women, men enter, and some few women enter with them. So we're trying to be kind and be nice. And the boys, and my car was behind, crying. I said, ladies, we have to leave people behind. That's how I accelerate. I just left. And I said, I want you to learn a lesson. If you are a VC's woman, Make sure you don't marry less than VCs men. You'll be stuck. I teach people around me lessons a lot. Eh, he passed it. looks like my standard is too high. That's not getting married. He's better. You wait for your standard. Two days of frustration eh, is longer than 10 years of waiting in marriage. Two days of procession. You know, there's no, there's no way I say it, whether by revelation, by power, by spirit. People that will still do what they want to do will do it. You know, at that time now, you won't be able to come and tell me again, that pastor, what you said is true. I'm frustrated now. I'm tired. My head is hot. I'm running mad. I'm depressed. I don't know what's doing me. Shemuji Yahweh. Marriage is wonderful. Marriage is wonderful. So we saw it. So he said, look it unto Jesus. So as you run the race, you look at uh, the supplier of I'm not a matchmaker. Uh, don't you like this person? If I mention, don't you like this person? Don't take it serious. If the Spirit of God is not, it is. Because I won't be there with you. All that is clear. Uh, I mean, sir, if I won't tell you, don't you like this person? I said, you say, there's this guy. <clears throat> because I'm maintaining my 
lane. If I have a church of 100,000, is that the way I'll be saying, you, don't you like this person? Oh, somebody you like. Uh, you, no, no, don't like that man. I mean, you don't, there are certain practices that you will not do now if you know where you're going. How people think church controls their marriage or manipulates or tells this person not to date this person or anything. Nobody has anybody's time. And anybody that works with me that practice that reports the person to me. I have no vision. I have no revelation. I have no... The only revelation I've told you in this church that I have concerning anybody's marriage is that your wedding should not be more than 40 minutes. And I can guarantee you I'm not attending. So you look unto Jesus. I hope that is clear. Counsel for the singles, not yet mature, for marriage. I have no scripture for you. <laughs> Don't be sold out. Especially you that you are in universities. Calm down. I know you have dated many people before you are even in part two. That is not a normal life. And don't forget, number two, I said marriageable maturity. I didn't say marriageable age. Did you notice I didn't say marriageable age? Uh, age is just a figure. It's just a number. It doesn't, it doesn't mean whether you are matured or not. So singles that are not mature for marriage, you know yourself, everybody knows themselves, yeah. Some, somebody can be 30 years old and it's not mature for marriage, so you have to be sold out, be friendly, be joyful, be kind to others, all right? And this is final on that love alert. Go to Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. Human beings are spiritual. Please don't relate with them by the flesh only. Marriage is spiritual. I hope that's clear. Purely spiritual. Relationship is spiritual. I have seen people lying to themselves like this. I am believing God now that their lies should turn to truth. Are you getting what I'm saying? I'm believing God for them. And it's none of my business. I don't talk about them to anybody. I don't. Do you get what I'm saying? This is not my business. My responsibility primarily is to teach. He said, I will give you a pastor. Give me, give me that scripture. I will give you a pastor. Jeremiah, I think, 15, 3, 3, 15. Just pick one, anyone, you know, or search for it. I'll come back to this, to close with this. I think it's in the book of Jeremiah. So stop all those testy, testing relationships, trial by error. Relationship dating is not a trial by error thing. Be friendly with people. The earlier you are friendly with people, the better. When you are getting to a certain age, people will start suspicious. Start being suspicious of you. I hope you are getting what I'm saying. And I will give you pastors, according to my heart, which shall feed you with knowledge. And what? Read the next verse. Maybe there's an addition there. And it shall come to pass when ye be multiplied and increased. Who will be multiplied and increased? When I feed you with knowledge and understanding, who will be multiplied and increased? 
Is there any other addition to the knowledge and understanding there? Is there any other addition to it? There's no other addition. And if pastor thought, and this, if pastor thought, if pastor thought, you have problem. You have problem. My responsibility is to give you knowledge and what? Understanding. I hope that is clear. And that's why you are seated. And that's why you are watching from where you're watching from. Go back to that scripture. If you want more than knowledge and understanding, there won't be multiplication. Knowledge and understanding. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. So I want to give you a wisdom. When you see marriage, when you see marriage, any marriage you see anywhere, whether you like the marriage or you don't like the marriage, honor the marriage. For whatever you sow, you shall what? If you talk down a marriage, it will be difficult for you to get married. And even if you get married, there will be issues. For whatever a man sows, he will reap. Yes, go to the next verse. For he who sows into his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. So I'm advising young people, very young people, who are not matured yet, start sowing into your maritals from now. Start praying. Hey, but I'm 19. Yes. Be thinking and be praying ahead of time. I am 16. Yes. Be thinking and be praying ahead of time. Look at it. You can pray weary out of your parts. I am telling you the truth. People marry weary. Ashenwe, didere, ode, supo, mendere. Wende, weary. People marry all kinds of things. Are you getting what I'm saying? Lengwe. And it's both gender. Is that serious? For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting. Last scripture, verse 9. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose her. So how does this apply to marriage? Pray for marriage that you see. Bless the marriage that you see. Don't gossip about the marriage that you see. Don't talk down on any marriage. That you see. I hope that is clear. Honor the marriage that you see. It's a secret thing. If you do that, even your own parents, you know, one of the challenges that some of us have is that we have contributed one way or the other to our parents' marriage. And the way you did, you took side. You get, may God have mercy on you. Yeah, yeah, you took side. And sometimes you say some things negative. Uh, my mommy suffer. I don't want to suffer. And that is the exact reason why it's looking like your mind is already blocked with all kinds of thoughts. And you can't connect with someone. I, I'm, I'm not joking. So you have to look inward now and pour out your heart to God and intercede for mercy. Pray for your parents' marriage. Pray for your siblings' marriage, you know, like that. And intercede and sow seed spiritually into the marriage that are around you, all the marriages around you. Let me go to the questions. 
So if you have questions so far, you can help me display so that we can get more. I think I was able to treat 10 questions on Wednesday. Or is it nine? Nine questions, right? Still a student, but growing up with things I've seen and heard. I think I've addressed this number nine. Okay, I'm starting from number 10. Is something wrong with me? I don't think so. Is it the devil because I have had an encounter or a vision with God or from God of the kind of man I want to marry and this I don't want to marry? And this, and this I don't want to marry stuff started from then. What do you think? Pray. You have seen a vision of the kind of man you should marry or the man. I think it's the kind of man. I said you said the kind of man. Yeah, I want to marry. Um, and um, this thing of I don't want to get married started from there. A lot of ladies battle with this initially. That they will just say to themselves that they don't want to marry. You will marry. Let me tell the ladies around you, say you will marry. Say it loud. Say you will marry. Married people, tell the, tell the young ladies around you. Talk now. Uh, guys, help me talk, tell the ladies around. Say you will marry. Uh, praise the Lord. I said praise the Lord. Ah, it's a pity. Some people have gone to camp. They are not here now. Maybe they're watching online. I don't know. So what you need to do is to pray. If God has shown you the vision, it's not impossible you can be attacked by what you saw. But when God shows you a vision, it's not something that is a secret thing between you and God. All right? Maybe you have shared it or something has happened. Whichever the case, you have to remember the vision and pray. And probably you don't like what you saw in the vision. If that is the case, also pray. Do you understand what I'm saying? Also pray about it. Because we are spiritual people. Let's not take this thing as uh, um, the way work people will take it. It's a spiritual thing. You have to know God. Joseph was going to part from his wife, his betrothed wife. The wife was betrothed to. The angel of the Lord who spoke to Mary because he was now pregnant, spoke to Joseph. That's how God works. It's a spiritual thing. Abraham's servant, Eliezer, got to the well and prayed. And prayed to God, make my journey successful. And the first woman, he wasn't dating the first, the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth. He said, ah, the number of grace is five. I've reached my bus stop. No, you don't have to have the first four. Are you getting what I'm saying? You can imagine four ladies fetching water at the same time for the coming. That's the case of some guys now. They are confused. All four ladies are fetching water at the same time. You didn't pray. All four ladies came. They said, no, go and get your, and get your doro yourself. Go and get your fetcher and fetch your water by yourself. That's the case of some men. So pray. And that's the solution to this. And anything more than that, you can seek. Because anything that looks like... Anything... Somebody... Two people will volunteer. <laughs> two people will volunteer to read it. 
Anything that is making you to think that I don't want to marry stuff means that you have seen some terrible weddings or marriages. Are you getting what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Who will volunteer to read? Okay, you are, you are, are you cutting it? Okay. Good day, sir. I have a boyfriend. We have known each other for a few years, and we started from getting to know each other. This, then, okay, the sex came into the relationship. Uh, the sex came, or you invited the sex. <laughs> and then we got addicted. This is a very sincere question. We got addicted. Even when we tried to abstain, as we are both Christians, is a, you know, I like that statement. See, it's not a license for you to to sin, but that you sin and you get into addiction does not undo the fact that you are still a Christian. So don't let the devil get you back into Egypt. You see that? So he said, he is a committed Christian as well as I am. I mean, he might even be in choir. Who knows? No, look at the word committed. They can be ushers. They can be protocol. They can be... Because choir people that they are like, Pastor, ah! This question is not from this center. By the Spirit, I know. Don't take my word for it. It can be from anywhere. I don't use Spirit for this kind of thing. That's why, you see, if you're a busy body, you're always nosy. You'll be misusing anointing. You'll be misusing anointing. What they didn't send you is what you'll be looking for. Good day. So he says, says has come into it now. He's a committed Christian as well as I am. We are both struggling with sexual urge, lust and masturbation. Uh, so masturbation joint. I thought you will have. But we love and respectfully understand each other. Yes? Verse 2 now. <laughs> no, it's verse 2. We get so quiet, and we have to respect people. You see, for somebody that have written like this, it's something that really concerns and bothers them. You can be hello, you can be laughing, but this is a serious matter. All right. But let's, let's take it serious, because some of you are going through the same thing. You are laughing now. <laughs> and these ones are sincere, asking on your behalf. Asking on your behalf. Hmm? So we get so quiet and have regret almost immediately after every sex, because we get so distracted and disoriented from spiritual activities for many days, Afterwards, then back to spirituality, and the cycle goes on and on. But we can't stop ourselves. Now, look at, but we can't stop ourselves. That's addiction. All right? We can't stop ourselves. I can't leave him. That's a strong statement. I can't leave him. Because he's everything I want in a man, and there is no reason for us to grow apart since we hardly have misunderstanding. Please, what do I do, sir? Marry. Just marry. Don't worry. If you want me to join you, I can join you. Quietly. Nobody will be there behind the scene. Quietly. And to, hello, for you to know. For you to know I'm not, I have, ne- I have never. There are certain things God dealt with me about before I get into ministry. I have never been judgmental. A lot of people don't know I'm like this. See, let me tell you, there are people who have opened up on terrible things, including Yahoo. 
uh, charm. Serious matter. In fact, the guy even felt like he was going to die. Terrible things. So the people there, and they, they will be pretending. They have no issue. They, 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 won't, be, they won't talk, and they can't handle it. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is with you. <laughs> it's whatever you tell me that I know. I don't use spirit to say, uh-huh. what's going on in his heart now? Holy Spirit, reveal him to me. Oh, my God, so I am thinking of VI Church, Lekki Church, London Church. Are you hear what I'm saying? California Church. Our souls will be one. So if you have been one, you are not sitting with the world. And when you have issues, open up and say, Pastor, just to let you know this, and I'm going through, so I say, is that the issue? Okay, um, let's see around this time. And then we see around that. Even when you see me, it's not, I can't sit down with your matter for 30 minutes. It's not that deep. Because 30 minutes for me is so costly. It doesn't mean that yeah, you are not, you are not uh, appreciated or that I don't really think that you are worth. That means... And they will tell you 10 minutes. That is the truth. In some cases, just like, ta, ta. Bishop went through a, 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 a particular city and he saw where she, a branch. He asked the pastor, I said, Are you married? He said, No. He said, See me, Nota. He's Bishop Oedoko. And he left. So the man came to meet him. He said, You are not married. He said, Give him a room. Bishop didn't attend to him. Around 5 a.m. He just, just went to his room, open. No cancel, nothing. Bishop just shower tongue on his head. And Bishop left. He said, you can go. He was one that was telling us, he said, behold, I got married. <laughs> so there are things that is not that, eh, 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 pastor, you, if you want pity party, talk to your family members. You want solution, speak to the point. So, marry. You know, it's as simple as possible. See, if you check 1 Corinthians chapter 7, that's what he says. He said, rather than burning, marry. Stop fornicating, marry. Everybody say after me, say stop fornicating. Stop marry. marry. Now, the problem is, there are people who think that they are not yet at that age. Marry. Now, you might not even listen to me. We have an issue now in Africa, maybe because of economy or because of dynamics of things. So guys believe they have to be close to like 28, and ladies believe they have to be like 26 or 27 or something like that. If I get it right, it used to be 23, 25. Now it has moved to 25, 28. I think it's now 28, 30 or 30 to 33. Most of the time, we transfer responsibility to God. You are the ones who do something. Go and do something. I hope that is clear. And you see, some of you can... You know, the fornication that people do, in some cases, or most cases, especially for believers, is with a person. So which means if you are married, you won't think of another person. That's just some good things about your fornication. <laughs> but we call it a spade a spade. Fornication is a sin. Are you getting what I'm saying? 
But what does that suggest to you? If it's like that person you are hooked to, and then in their night, but then you can get married. You can get married. Which one is this one? Which one is this one? And if you are committed in our church, and you are a steward, and you are having this kind of issues, make sure you resolve it. Okay? It's very important, so that they will not um, come through the backyard to chop our knife, uh, to use knife through the backyard to chop our yam, something like that. So you don't open up, you don't open up an entry for an invasion of demonic forces. And that is also sensitive for your own personal life, because when you are in and out like that, you can open up to devil to invade you. What do I do when it seems like I haven't gotten over someone, and it's not like the feelings I have for this person are there? It's not like, okay, okay, but I just find, I just find myself still checking this person's post after I've resolved in my heart that I wouldn't care anymore. What do I do? Hello, don't, hello, wait. What you need to do is that since you have separated, some things are not, it's not a sin to cut off completely. Do you get anything that if you have old pictures of the person, uh, how you went to the beach, removed everything from anywhere that you have put it. When somebody is out of your life, demonstrate it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Demos if, in fact, if the person has given you something that makes you remind, sell the thing. Anything, yes, that makes you rem remember the person, sell that thing. Because the gift of the man may always make room for him. So, sell it. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, disconnect. And then, hey, but pastor, we see in church, go to another, attend another service, or go to another center. Please. <laughs> go to another center. If there's the same unit, ah, leave that unit now and go to another unit. And that is why this kind of thing is very sensitive. In a growing church, you should be, shouldn't be dating to break up. You are causing more problems. I know people have left this church because of breakup, because they couldn't hold it. In fact, I found out that somebody who left because she had to break up with the person, only for the person to realize that even the person that she left the church for has also left church. <laughs> you know, it doesn't really make life go well with Duke. So it's better you don't even be serious. Eh? So that's what you should do. Just block the person, remove the person. Do you understand? Uh -huh. There's a way without unfriending a person, you can stop seeing all their things. Do you get what I'm saying? I think there's something like that. Uh -huh. Then if it's WhatsApp stuff, block. Or delete the number or something. There's a way you shall do it. You people are woke now. You know better than a pastor that is just preaching the Bible. I feel like I send away my suitors. How many are they? Okay, I feel like I feel like I feel like send away my suitor, and 
My suitors, yes. I sometimes think that I wouldn't be able to be in a relationship with someone. What do I do? In my, listen, in my defense, I don't think they are worth God has asked for me. But how do I know who they are? And how do I make the person feel loved as well? I struggle with that. This is not number 13. This is number 13, A, B, C, and D. So let's start from, I wouldn't be able to know. And sometimes, sometimes I think that I wouldn't be able to be in a relationship with someone. Okay? Now, first, I would do, you won't be able to be in a relationship with someone. It might be that you are not matured enough, or you are not psychologically stable enough, so first resolve that, right? First take care of yourself, okay? And, um, and that might be as a result of what you have heard and think that you have seen. So listen to messages, work on yourself, and ask God to help you. What do I do in my defense? I don't think they are what God has ahead. Now, if you take care of yourself, then now start praying concerning the people, concerning the man, the kind of a man um, that God one for you, or the kind of a woman, all right? Look at it. He said, God has for me, but how do I know who they are? So that's, that's way God can reveal a person to you, but that's not enough. You have to be friendly with people, all right? And then if this person is a very young person, listen to me, you have to be friendly early now. That's why I said I don't have scriptures for those people in that category, because it looks like you belong to that category. You have to, to be joyful. You have to be kind. You have to be friendly. I wrote it down here. You have to be sold out to your purpose and the stewardship and serve. You have to be kind. You have to be friendly. You have to be joyful. You have to be okay. All right? Be a good person. Relate with people generally. It doesn't, see, it's nowadays I think that ladies think that it makes, it presents them like they are cheap. It doesn't make you cheap. When you relate with people well, you greet people well. All right? So that's very important. So work on yourself and also pray to God. Be close to people. When you know who you should marry, the kind of person you should marry, that helps you to be able to discover it. I know I, that you know who they are. When you're friendly with them, you know, and all that. So don't send people away immediately. And don't be careful in the way you treat people. Okay? When people come and they don't look like it, they won't know you're the one that is not ready. So you have to maturely relate with people. You know, this area, I can't go this area. I can be friend with you, but this area is no, no go area. For me now, it's no go area. All right? And if you are friendly with them and you find out later that it's the kind of person is still easy, because that kind of person can still come up with that kind of uh, question. But then if it's not somebody that you want, then at the same time, you can maintain your stand and then probably start withdrawing if the person is not going to, um, you know, back down on, the, on their uh, proposition. So look at it. Say, how do I make the person feel loved? Now, this is when you are now liking someone. How to make someone feel loved um, is to just, that, all those basic things I've told you, be caring, be kind, and then discover the love languages of the person. What makes people feel love, really, is their love language. That is it. You can be spraying someone like this. 
and the person is not feeling anything. That's the truth. Going to stay and wait for them at the junction is what makes them feel love. So you are better go and stay at the junction and wait instead of praying and wasting your money. Are you getting what I'm saying? You say, ah, dollar, ah, it's dollar I'm praying. You, are, you don't know, hundred, hundred dollars. Ah, oh, you're called this slay. You are supposed to be slain as I was praying you. As I spray you dollar in this economy, you are supposed to be slain in the Holy Ghost. He's not slaying anything. He's just there looking at you that fellowship lay. But just standing at the junction. And so which car? I'm an islander. I, but I saw one islander and I, oh, it's not the one. My own is color yellowish blue. Ah, okay. Okay, and you are just there. That's what makes them feel loved. So you have to find out so that you not be wasting resources. Are you getting what I'm saying? That doesn't mean you won't give at all, but that's not a priority to them. And some of you, that your first love language, first priority is touch. You have to abstain all appearance of evil. You have to flee all youthful lust. Because once you are touched like this, you are gone. You start doing like this. For example, my own, the last one is touch. Just leave me alone. <laughs> if we are looking at ourselves from, there is love, radiative. It's radiationary. Jonas, there is love. But you are doing like Musu. Do you know Musu? You are doing like cat. Eh, eh, eh. ah, I would think they sent you. I would think they sent you. Praise the Lord. It's amazing. I was hugging people. I think I've stopped. I don't know whether I've stopped. I used to hug people. I don't even know what I thought. Maybe it's pastoral that makes me. Don't touch me. Just leave me alone. That's my own. Hmm? Uh-huh. But the first love language will shock you. It's God's love language. God's love language. Which I know is one of the priority of God's love language. But go and ask God. All right. So I feel like I sent. I've answered this one. Let's go. So your many questions have been answered. God will give you understanding. Should a Christian use a dating service or size to find a spouse. Once to marry, want to marry somebody outside communion. Let's first say to that. Are there are there decent dating service and dating sites? Are there decent? Hello, listen. Hello, listen. Hello, listen. Except if there will be scam and all that. Let me advise you. There is something that is very wonderful about wokeness. You can meet your spouse on social media. There's a couple in this church that met on to go. And since that time, they have been going. Praise the Lord. But I like that kind of arrangement because as they met on to go, they went to communion. Not that they go out. Uh So be careful. There are scammers everywhere. All right? But I think Nigerian ladies, it's difficult for them to be scammed like that. No, I think so. I just think so. Be careful. But that doesn't mean that devices cannot help. Are you getting what I'm saying? Devices can help. 
social media can connect you. Um, you get what I'm saying? Uh -huh. So it's a global world now. The only thing is that make sure your wedding is not online. Make sure you're canceling your wedding. Make sure the family physically come. You know, there must be physical. You must meet yourself to actually ascertain. Because somebody can be long online, tall, and short in real life. Fear online and dark in real life. That you get to the airport, you can't. You say, I'm the one. You say, it's not you. No, no, I said it's not you. I said I'm the one. He said, you know, so, so, so. Yes. I am so, so, so. He said, no, it's not possible. God forbid that you are the one. God forbid. So please. Are there other apps that shows the full thing? Maybe there are other apps that helps to... Uh... So let's be careful, but apps can help. Are you getting what I'm saying? Let's ask some other serious questions as well. What are signs of emotional and psychological abuse in a relationship? When you are not okay. When you are in a relationship and you are not okay. Those are the signs. Praise the Lord. So you can now define the, the not being okay in a relationship. But I, I know this person is probably asking of maybe um, when you're in a relationship, you are talked down. The person doesn't really see all good things about you, doesn't say good things about you, it's always talking you down, always complaining, insulting you, you know, things like that. And verbal abuse can be very, very serious, especially for those who are sensitive to words. And you know, as men, we speak to women. Because words are matter to them. All right? Uh -huh. They know that what we see matter to us. That's why they arrange, uh, they arrange the arrangement. Are you getting what I'm saying? So let's, it's, it's, somebody can alter your emotion and psychologically abuse you by the way they speak to you. Um, you need to be in a relationship where you are freely expressing yourself. Although you express yourself without being rude. And you bring up your points. You, you must be selfless and also see the other person as a full entity that has a right to ease our opinion. That is very important. A situation where somebody is feeling more superior and the other person is feeling inferior, there's a challenge there. You see, those are the things you see as signs. There are many other signs, um, which I know that some of us here we can uh, talk about. How can we maintain mutual respect and trust in our relationship? Invest in mutual benefits. How you can maintain, I'm just, I'm just joking. How you can maintain mutual respect and trust in relationship? Huh. Number one, don't break, don't go beyond your boundaries. Once you enter into sex, that might destroy your trust. That is the truth. If I say that people that have been having sexual issues, they should come and get married, they will need to be healed before I marry them. I will cancel them. The kind of counseling I will do to them is different from the normal couple who came Disguising like they have been holy all the way. You know that one? You just give them the normal counseling. 
you package them for marriage. Maybe you think we don't see. Then the ones that are really holy, you give them the counseling. And the ones that are, that are pretending, you give them the counseling of the ones that are holy, you package them for marriage. And you trust God for them, all right? Then the ones that open up, there, are, there is a way you will first help them to recover and to be healed because they have dealt with their trust. So that kind of situation, they will have known some things about themselves. They will know this person cannot do without sex within two months. So if one of them travels for two months, it can be a problem. There's no trust. Do you get what I'm saying? So what people who wait don't know, they have been communicating to each other, is discipline. That they can as well do without each other if occasion warrant that one of them has to be out of town. Are you getting what I'm saying? Uh -huh. If you hear people that are saying, eh, not me, I will always be where my husband is. Eh, you know, it's me and my husband, me and my husband, me and my husband, me and my husband. Sometimes something else is behind that statement. All right? Uh -huh. So that is, but you can always police a man. You can always police a woman. That's how it has to be spiritual. It has to be based on trust. So don't break, don't go beyond your boundaries in terms of sex and some other things. Now, another thing is this. If you have to do anything that has to do with money, you must maintain integrity. I don't even like borrowing personally. I don't know why. Maybe because of the revelation of the scripture. Personally, I don't like it. I can't want to marry someone and I'm borrowing money from the person. I, don't, I mean... It's, the church, have you asked Christ? Has Christ asked you to borrow him money? We said the Lord, the Lord. Oh, you have forgotten how I started with you, men. Women, they don't want to borrow men money now. The Lord will borrow money from you if you are not paying your tithe and offering. So you maintain trust when you don't break boundaries. You maintain trust when things that has to do with money, that has to do with respect, that has to do with you are not going beyond. Do you get what I'm saying? Uh -huh. That when somebody's word, you say, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Integrity when it comes to word. Okay? Um, I like to say this. You know, we practice it a lot in church and um, sometimes we frown at it. And then sometimes we just correct. Sometimes we, most times we find a teacher and we correct. Um, we have an agreement for seven. Let's say you're a steward or your leaders. And you're going to be 10 minutes late, five minutes late. I still, I still you know, I saw a choir page and they post, their, their leader was saying that you're not here on time. This is wrong. I, you're not, nobody is informing me ahead of time and blah, blah. I said, put those people on a separate list. I will meet them after service. Why? Because we don't want your homes to be broke. We're broken. We don't want your business to be shattered. That thing, if church does not correct it, you will embarrass the church one day. That you say with your mouth, 7 p.m., and you are not there. You are a sinner. You are, not, you are, you are a sinner. The Bible says, let your yes be yes, and your no be no. There is no not really in between. All those answers that wokeism have now taught us, or wokeness, I said, not really, well, uh, do you understand? When it comes to spirituality, somebody who is spiritual, it is either yes or no. That is the truth. 
You can say yes, but with a condition. No, but with a condition. But they say not really. It means that we don't know where you, where you stand. So those basic things, the way you live your life, the integrity, you know this person will be there. That's trust. You know this person will be standing there. When you say we are praying online, you are in uh, Yugoslavia, I'm in Nigeria, long distance relationship, by 12 p.m., we are praying together. You, you are there, you can't find the other person. Ah. So those are the little, little things. Praise the Lord. Can we rise up? The prosperity of a believer is different from an unbeliever being wealthy and rich. Yours has eternal implication, eternal consequences. In a true love, you see passion. In a true love, you see commitment. You can be passionate about someone and you're not it's committed. It's about friendship. You know, when we talk about spiritual family, your filial now makes sense because you have agape. Filial will still be there. But now you have agape, which is unconditional love, where you have to sacrifice and lay down your life. You sacrifice when you selflessly. When shows you you love God, He called you and enlisted you as one of His own, you lay down your life. If you are not dead, you can't be a living sacrifice.